248 Chapter 3 Ground Operations Introduction Mastery of Ground Ops is an important first step toward mastery in the air. Pre-flight check Pre-flight checks start before reaching the aircraft. Survey taxi routes for potential hazards such as foreign objects, repair work, stray equipment, vehicles, or personnel. Take note of fueling or other aircraft servicing that may impact pre-flight checks or engine start. Inform maintenance of special requirements as soon as possible, for example, oil requirements for cross-country, seat tie-up for solo, position information, etc. Aircraft forms Check the forms before any aircraft inspection, other action, or checklist is initiated. Contact maintenance to report discrepancies in the forms or for clarification. Do not accept the aircraft until the forms are accurate and there is no question regarding the acceptability of the aircraft. Before exterior inspection. After opening the canopy, ensure that both seat pins are installed and the ISS is in solo before proceeding with the inspection. Before turning on the battery, ensure that cockpit switches are positioned properly and that the prop area is clear. After the seat is moved to the desired height, pre-adjust straps and preposition personal equipment and publications to expedite strap-in. Take precautions when pre-positioning or stowing equipment or publications in the cockpit. Care should be taken when moving the seat to ensure straps and oxygen hoses are not jammed between the bulkhead and seat. This can cause significant damage to the seat belt, hoses, ejection seat, or circuit breaker panel. Do not place anything on the canopy glass to prevent damage. Do not stow clothing or miscellaneous personal items in the cockpit. Stow personal gear not required to execute the mission in the baggage compartment. Use caution when stowing items to prevent interference with the ejection or any other system. Exterior inspection. Commonly referred to as a walk-around, this inspection is a critical part of each mission. Maintenance performs detailed inspections and prepares the aircraft for flight, however, the pilot's walk-around serves as a last look before flight. The walk-around checklist begins behind the left wing and moves about the aircraft in a clockwise direction. It is not necessary to refer to the checklist for each item, but reference the checklist to ensure all items are completed. Carefully check for fluid leaks in the wheel well, speed brake, and engine bay areas. Fluid along fairing doors, seams, and line couplings may indicate potential leaks. Check the general condition of trim tabs, hinges, and control surfaces, however, do not manhandle control surfaces. Ensure that tire condition is acceptable for the planned mission. If you are unsure about the condition or operation of any system, check with qualified maintenance personnel. The pilot in command has final authority to accept or reject an aircraft. Seating position in the aircraft. Seating position should be the same on every flight. When sitting comfortably, the upper part of the EADI display should be visible just below the glare shield. A clenched fist between the top of the helmet and the canopy ensures adequate clearance for the canopy breaker during ejection. Adjust the rudder pedals to allow full travel of the rudder and associated wheel brake with the heel raised slightly off the floor. During strap-in, ensure there is enough length with minimal slack in the leg restraint lines for full rudder deflection. Cockpit Organization The T6 cockpit has limited storage space, so good cockpit organization is essential. Cockpit organization varies by mission and personal preference. In-flight publications, or FLIP, should be readily available. It is common practice to organize them in the order in which they will be used. Large checklists or other items on the left leg may cause interference with PCL movement or cause inadvertent radio transmissions. 
Interior inspection. Ensure the prop area is clear before turning the battery on or starting slash motoring the engine. Pre-solo student pilots will verbalize each item in the interior inspection checklist. During the flight controls check, it is common practice to visually confirm the neutral elevator stick position. Engine start. Ensure the canopy fracture system, or CFIS, pin storage box located over the left shoulder of the pilot in the rear cockpit is closed and the pilot's visors are down before closing the canopy. During engine start, closely monitor ITT, gas generator speed, N1, and the start ready light. Occasionally glance outside to detect possible aircraft movement or signals from the crew chief. If necessary to motor the engine before engine start, inform the crew chief and ensure the prop is clear. While all starts are made with the canopy closed and locked, motoring may be done with the canopy open. Inform the crew chief before activating any system, such as, engine start, speed brake, flaps, etc., that could endanger ground personnel. When ground intercom is not used, use visual signals according to, AFI, 11218, Aircraft Operations and Movement on the Ground, and this manual. The crew chief repeats the signal when it is safe to operate the system. A box check. It is critical to check oxygen connections to ensure system integrity from the supply to the mask. Down the oxygen mask and verify that the supply lever is on and the concentration lever is normal. Check the mask seal by selecting emergency and momentarily holding your breath. A good mask seal is indicated by a no-flow indication on the regulator. Radio Procedures Monitor Air Terminal Information System, or ATIS, before taxi. If reported conditions are significantly different than forecast, consider using actual conditions to recompute told. Include ATIS identifier in taxi call, taxi 11, taxi with Charlie. Listen carefully to taxi instructions. Read back the ATC clearance as required locally. In general, read back instructions if they appear to be different than standard or appear unusual. Taxi. When the before taxi checklist is complete, clear to the front and rear, then signal the crew chief when ready to taxi in accordance with local procedures. Before leaving the parking area, clear for taxiing aircraft. Use caution for personnel, ground equipment, foreign objects, and sun shelters. Select nose wheel steering release brakes, and increase power as necessary. Follow the marshaler's signals, taxi straight ahead, and check the brakes. When parked under sun shelters, slowly pull out from the shelter before checking brakes. After a successful brake check, the pilot flying states, my brakes check, check yours. No formal transfer of aircraft control is required for the brake check. Normally, the taxi checklist including nose wheel steering, brakes, and heading, turn, or slip indicators is completed on the first turn out of parking. Taxi no faster than 5 to 7 knots or a fast walk in congested areas, and always be prepared to stop. To turn with nose wheel steering selected, simultaneously apply rudder in the desired direction and reduce power, normally to idle. If a sharper turn is required, deselect nose wheel steering, the nose wheel will freely caster, and use the inside brake to turn. Apply the brakes smoothly, evenly, and cautiously at all times. Differential braking with the nose wheel steering engaged could damage the nose gear. Use power to keep the aircraft rolling at a moderate speed. Once the aircraft is rolling, idle power should provide sufficient thrust. Use the brakes as necessary to control taxi speed, however, do not ride the brakes. Normal taxi speed should not exceed 15 knots in uncongested areas, or in accordance with locally established procedures. 
nose wheel steering is more sensitive as taxi speed is increased. Taxi on the center line unless local procedures direct otherwise. If local procedures direct staggered taxi, align the appropriate main wheel with the taxi line. The main wheel is approximately underneath the start of the wing dihedral. The most common reference to establish this stagger is to line up an exhaust stack on the taxi line. Avoid taxiing over cables to preclude aircraft damage. If a cable must be crossed, taxi as slowly as possible to prevent damage to the aircraft. Steer to avoid nose and main gear contact with cable support donuts. Maintain obstacle clearance and taxi interval distance according to AFI 112T6, Volume 3. Prepare for takeoff and departure while taxiing in uncongested areas. Review and intercockpit briefings may include, but are not limited to, weather, winds, departure routing, navigational aid setup, and takeoff emergencies. A widely used acronym is RNews. R. Receiver Autonomous Integrity Monitoring, or RAIM. Check RAIM and fault detection and exclusion on the STAT 2 page as directed in AFI 112T6. Volume 3 and IFMAN 11217, Volume 1. N. Navade needles. Ensure electronic horizontal situation indicator is set for departure, including navades, course selected, and heading set marker. E. Emergencies. Review actions for abort or engine failure on takeoff. Consider emergency return options for existing conditions. W. Weather slash winds. Consider weather impact on departure and emergency recovery options. Analyze effect of wind on takeoff and planned patterns, and anticipate pattern corrections. Determine direction the control stick needs to be deflected based upon crosswind component. S. Standard instrument departure and departure procedure. Review departure, open in-flight publications to required page. Overspeed governor check. Ensure area immediately in front of and behind the aircraft is clear. During engine run-up for the overspeed governor check, the pilot not flying guards and is ready to assume control of the brakes in case of rudder pedal rod end failure. Clear outside the aircraft during this check. If the aircraft moves, reduce power, pump up the brakes, and re-attempt. Power should be advanced smoothly and slowly only as high as required to verify proper function of the overspeed governor. Keep the control stick in the neutral to slightly aft position to prevent the nose gear strut from compressing during the check. Before takeoff and lineup checks. Review told. In addition to normal checklist items, it is common technique to scan the cockpit to check various items such as switch positions, systems indications, security of in-flight pubs, etc. After landing. Do not begin the after landing checklist until reaching normal taxi speed and clear of the active runway. Unless local procedures dictate otherwise, obtain clearance before crossing active runways and, or, Proceeding back to the ramp. Stay alert and taxi with caution. Do not get complacent. The sortie is not complete until the aircraft is parked, the engine is shut down, and all required checklist items are complete. Full stop and, or, taxi back. More than one full stop landing may be accomplished during a mission to achieve training objectives. Anticipate a longer than normal landing roll due to higher fuel weight. Complete the full stop slash taxi back checklist. Engine shutdown and before leaving aircraft. Do not rush engine shutdown in a hurry to get out of the aircraft. However, keep ground personnel in sight and shut down immediately if the prop safety zone is violated. If there is no marked prop safety zone, for example, off station, do not hesitate to shut down if ground personnel move too close. 
After exiting the cockpit, perform the before leaving aircraft checklist. Ensure the ejection and CFIS pins are installed, the ISS is in solo, the battery switch and OBOGS lever are both off, the gust lock is engaged and the parking brake is set before stepping down from the aircraft wing. Post-flight inspection After local sorties, ground personnel accomplish a thorough post-flight inspection. However, pilots should accomplish a post-flight walk-around and report any abnormalities, for example, missing panels, damaged tires, leaking fluids, bird strikes, tail strikes, to maintenance. The flight manual also contains detailed strange field procedures that contain post-flight and pre-flight inspections for pilots to accomplish off-station if trained maintenance personnel are unavailable. Abnormal Procedures Malfunctions are handled according to flight manual and other applicable directives. As soon as possible, notify the controlling agency, ground or tower, if assistance is required. If maintenance or fire personnel must inspect the aircraft, set the parking brake and raise both hands, hands clear, to signal that it is clear to inspect the aircraft. Do not actuate switches without informing the ground crew. Perform the emergency ground egress in a systematic, deliberate manner. When necessary to egress the aircraft due to an emergency, bring the aircraft to a complete stop and set the parking brake. Shut down the engine, ensure the ISS is in solo, and install both cockpit seat pins. Turn the battery and generator to off just before egress to preserve intercom with the other cockpit. CRM is critical to a successful ground egress. If returning to parking without taking off, complete the after-landing checklist to ensure all systems are appropriately set.